Salutations, and welcome to the Harlots of History podcast, where we scorch the history books and take back the word harlot one episode at a time. This is a show for the curious listener, the raunchy feminist, the sex-positive comic, co-hosted by us, your resident amateur historians who love a side of sexy with their history. Listen as we chat and lecture each other on infamous mistresses, lovers, sex workers, courtesans, madams, vamps, sirens, scam artists, and of course, harlots. And we try not to get too sidetracked with rants about putrid patriarchy. I'm Kara Mia, a mom of three. And I'm Emily, a fur mom of three. So go grab your pork rinds or your kale chips. A glass of wine or a big old mug of tea. We're not judging. We will keep you entertained while you wash your dishes, wash your feet, or wash that man right out of your hair. This show also contains alcohol, some very colorful language, and eyebrow raise, sexual content, and is not appropriate for those under 18. Sorry, not sorry to our children and pets. Hello. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Highlights of History. The, I guess, I want to say the late night edition, but they're all late night editions. It's pretty much when we can escape from our daily lives. Yeah. Well, I don't have it when we sedate everyone in our daily lives. (laughs) I don't have a daily life. (laughs) I ply my kids with bottles and snuggles and teddy bears and that sounds fun. No. Night after night? No. No, it sounds fun to be the person getting plied with like bottles and snuggles (laughs) and teddy bears. No wonder why they don't stop. (laughs) Yeah. I just want someone to like give me a bottle and a teddy bear and be like, go to bed. Oh, but we just want to say like, thank you. We've been having so many amazing interactions with listeners and our Instagram followers, which is the platform that we are by far the most prominent on. We are pretty avid. Yeah. Like we're trying to get to other platforms, but Instagram just agrees with us. Everyone. We're on Twitter, but like, I forget we're on Twitter for a couple months. And then I like, I go on Twitter. We have like one new follower, but like, I've never used Twitter in my life before. So sorry. (laughs) I don't know. I've never been a Twitter user. So I'm like, I don't really think that people should have access to my thoughts, daily thoughts. (laughs) Like, especially like in the early morning and late night, I was like, that could be dangerous. I yeah, I know your early morning and late night thoughts, and I don't think people should have access to that. Right. Also, we okay, so we realize that you guys really do not care about anybody in the two thousands, which is fine. Yeah, which is fine. So you know, like we were just like uh, we made a kind of a new rule for ourselves. Like, but see, Emily and I both led very sheltered childhoods, so like learning about some of these like two thousands, like quote-unquote divas we were like learning about this stuff for the first time yeah probably like been there done that I live that and I'm yeah. like, and I were like this is a whole new world <laughs> a whole new world can I sing that I don't, I don't know who knows anyway yeah so we decided to go back to roots <laughs> and um we're doing medieval so we decided to do we kind of both went with like the end of medieval times AKA when books were starting to like be a thing. (laughs) 
said like anything that Philippa Philippa Gregory would have written about, we can we can include. Uh, yeah, we all know that I got my hands on my mom's Philippa Gregory Gregory books when I was like ten, eleven. I was reading them about the same time, but they were my own. My mom didn't read that. Yeah, no, my mom like borrowed them from the library, or someone gifted them to her. Sorry, library, so library. I say library wrong all the time. Library. That's my okay. I was raised with a Finnish grandmother who said library, chick, cute. she said library and she always said chickmunk. Chickmunk. <laughs> I still say those things. Like I have to correct myself all the time. <laughs> library and chickmunk. That's really cute. Right. Oh. But um I remember stealing them from my mom's bedroom because they just looked amazing. They were really good. And I remember my mom being mad. And she, I was like, why can't you read them? She's like, they're about some violent past. And I was like, but mom, I read 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea when I was like six years old. And Man in the Iron Ooh. Mask when I was seven. I think those Ooh. are pretty violent. <laughs> those sound boring. They're so good. Uh, I did not have the attention. Oh, wait, I do have some business. Okay, so follow up. If you listen to our last episode, hold on. How do you say her name? And en- yes. Agnes Sorel. Okay, Sorel. Say it. No, 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 no. Okay, so it's like in gross American English, Agnes Sorel. But Agnes a- Sorel. <laughs> but Agnes Sorel. Okay, so Agnes Sorel. <laughs> I we did a, we talked about her, and Karamia told me um, if you listen to the last episode that spoiler alert, uh, she was actually discovered years later to have been poisoned by mercury and we wondered about the science and you said science made you go blah. So I looked up the science. Ooh, thank you. I was wondering if you're going to do this. Cool. I I did. And I didn't really actually find that much information because like this really scientific article was like in French and I was trying to read it, even though I like, did don't you see, French. Did you see how you was doing forensic testing on Joan of Arc yeah. stuff? I, yeah. So I read the thing. Um, So he's this guy named Philip. Charlie, I don't know. I'm so sorry. I I took Spanish. He they call him the Indiana Jones of the graveyards. Uh, which can is I, like maybe Indiana Jones of the bedroom. <laughs> I don't know. You can, he's like he's like he's 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 real cute. He's yeah, like he is. Oh, I know. He's like this. He's like real young, cute. He's got like curly hair, like kind of curly short hair and. Yeah. So basically he uses microscopes and diagnostics. Like he's been able to solve, he solved, like I saw, he saw, you probably read this Napoleon, Diane Depote, Richard the Lionhearted, Joan of Arc. He's like dug up all their remains and he uses um, 3D imaging to like recreate their skulls. And then for Agnès, is that right? Mm -hmm. That sounds better than I said it. (laughs) He basically, I tried to look up the science behind this, but my brain got mushed. So this is what I got. He got, he used a particle particle accelerator to find out like that it was mercury. And then I honestly, I was like, how do accelerators were fake? Oh, I did too. I thought that they were just like, what was invented in the, what made the flash, the flash and invented metahumans. And then I looked him up in particle. If you ever watched the flash or if you're like not a CW nerd, like me, the particle accelerators actually look exactly like they do in that show. Oh, cool. I know. That's pretty so cool. anyway, particle accelerator, Mercury, Indiana Jones, <laughs> solving a like six seven hundred year old murder. It's crazy that he does that. Like his job sounds so cool, and he calls his he calls the subject his patients, which I think is really, really cute. Cute. 
Oh. <sighs> if only we could have such cool jobs. Our job is cool. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're not making any money from it yet, but it's still cool. We're having so much fun while doing it. We are. Okay. Hi, and welcome to Medieval Mistresses. <laughs> okay, see, that's, I have qualms about Medieval Mistresses. Okay, well, hi, and welcome to Medieval. No, because I was just like, that, that keep, keeps us in a box. Because <laughs> I'm having a real hard time looking up more Medieval okay, Mistresses. Medieval Harlots. Oh, I love Medieval Harlots. Let's do it. Okay, is there like a Harlots of History? Har- history Harlots. I don't know. Medieval Medievals. Medieval. We just really like alliteration. Okay, I don't know. Medieval harlots. No, well, we'll we're working history. on it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to history. Okay. So we talked about the Middle Ages last week. And to be honest with you, I literally had no idea. <sighs> My phone is going off. Okay. I had no idea when the Medieval Ages were. Like, I pictured the Black Plague and those plague doctor masks, like, and a lot of velvet. And just everything being dark all the time. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's the Dark Ages. Yeah, but you know that they that's that was actually like because that term Dark Ages was like used even when we were young, and now it's like not used nearly as much. It's the same as like the medieval. Kind of. Yeah. I like referred to like a, a time in the medieval. Day. Yeah. And even like medieval times. I like the word medieval, but people more like say the Middle Ages. I like medieval even too. If, I don't know. It just, I guess, yeah, I just like medieval. No, it's really fun. And I also just imagine those like plague doctors. <laughs> so as I stumbled upon this episode, or as Caribbean forced this episode upon me, I had to learn how the Middle Ages ended. You'd think we would do the Middle Evil, the mi- Middle Evil, Medieval Ages at the end of the month, but hey, we make the rules. So we're doing them at the beginning. <laughs> so deal with it. We okay. may never, we may never do the early Middle Ages. You just have no idea. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the medieval, the medieval. I just wrote the medieval. The medieval started in the fifteenth, fifth. God, I'm so tired. The fifth century or four hundreds. As we, yep, because I need that help. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. With the fall of the Western Roman Empire and ended Uh in the 15th century or the 1400s with the last battle of the War of the Roses. So today we are going to be talking about very special harlot, Jane Shore, who was actually officially punished for harlotry. She was like, that was her crime, was harlotry. Yes, yes, I got so excited. I'm doing a dance right now. Sorry. This is like, this is a very exciting moment in our podcast life. I know. So like, Emily, how are you feeling today? Like I should be punished for harlotry. That's what, (laughs) that's how I'm feeling. (laughs) Oh, yes. Uh, If you watch, so if you watch Game of Thrones, you may recognize Jane's story. Actually, if you watch Game of Thrones, you may recognize this entire story because it turns out <laughs> because I you mean I, George R. R. Martin just like ripped his entire storyline off of real life like history. I actually, had no idea, but it turns out that the books were actually based pretty almost entirely on the War of the Roses. Just he threw in some dragons and ice monsters in there for some good mission and a whole lot of sex. Well, yeah, there was a lot but, of sex probably going on. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to talk about Jane a little bit, but I didn't find that much information about her. Uh, there's like, you know, it's like a lot of articles, but they all say the same thing, mm-hmm. you know, so there's not a ton of detail, 
But I wanted to talk about the War of the Roses because she her story starts starts and it's like smack dab in the middle. And I was like, what was the War of the Roses? So I started like trying to read it, watch YouTube videos. And I was like, I felt my brain melting. Mm-hmm. And if you looked on our Instagram and saw my notes of trying to figure this out, you'll see why. <laughs> so I actually found this video. It was a Ted Ed um, video that was really good on YouTube. It's like six minutes long. And it's how Gabe, like it shows Game of Thrones and War of the Roses. And I'll quote it at the end. But it helped me a lot. Like I watched it like six times. But um, so I'm going to I'm going to talk about. I'm going to give you a brief, super brief synopsis of the War of the Roses. It's like really kind of like how I said, like the Hundred Years War was just like a really weird civil war fight succession between cousins. Uh, kind of, except this is like two pages long. That's not brief. Okay, well, that's it. Really compared to like the like hundred years that this was going on, and there's True. like and also all the books. seven thousand names, and there, yeah, I was like, well, George R. R. Martin's books are what like six thousand pages, so I really like, you know, if you take out the ice monsters and dragons, it's still like five thousand pages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, brief synopsis: There's a lot of names, a lot of people, so feel free to ask questions. I'm also because this helped me learn it. I'm gonna. Just mention some of the names that the people in Game of Thrones, the characters are based on. So if you have watched Game of Thrones, it'll make more sense. If you have it, first of all, how dare you? And second of all, it's not really going to spoil anything for you because you probably won't remember the names anyway. And also, if it does, what are you doing? It's 2021. Go watch Game of Thrones. (laughs) I'm just at, yeah, I'm not really giving the plot lines of it. I'm just briefly mentioning the character names. So, yeah. Okay. I mean, and the, the final episode happened a while ago. They've had ample time. They made an active yeah. choice to not watch it. And honestly, it's like they're modeled after him, but it's not the exact things that happen. Some of them are like, whoa. But, yeah. So, mm-hmm. all right. Go pause the episode. Grab a drink. Make a bowl of popcorn. Grab your wimples. <laughs> and then come back. <laughs> okay. So, last week, Caribbean talked a little bit about the Hundred Years' War. Which is from 1337 to 1453, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two or three, yep. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and if there's anything that I'm saying that you know more about, feel free to jump in. Um, so the War of the Roses occurred, like, officially between 1455 and 1485. But that was, like, the actual battle. The tensions really have been building since 1377. So I kind of see these as happening around the same time. And the hundred, so the Hundred Years' War is the war between England and France, and the War of the Roses was a civil war in England that basically was a bunch of cousins fighting. But basically, they were kind of the same thing, right? Everyone was just fighting for the throne. Yeah, I actually, I actually really don't know that much about War of the Roses, except like you know, like oh yeah, War of the Roses. Like you know, I actually really don't. I know a lot of the stories within it, but I don't actually understand the timeline of it at all. I didn't understand either. It was so confusing. This video, I, I tried to watch so many videos. I tried to listen to things. I was literally, my brain was melting. They were like, but yeah, this the video I watched really cleared it up. So that if I, if me talking about this doesn't explain it, like I'm a visual learner. So when I listen to things, I zone out. So that's why this helped me. Oh, my jaw is cracking. Okay. All right. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. So it begins with King Edward III. Okay. Ed- Edward had four sons. The Black Prince, the Duke of Lancaster, the Duke of York, and a random son named Lionel, who really isn't important, but his like 
his grandchildren are important because they end up marrying one of the Yorks and producing Edward IV, who's the lover of Jane Shore, who's our harlot. So Lionel himself, I don't think he's a milk toast, basically. So you have to remember are the two the two main players are the Lancasters or the Lannisters okay. and the Yorks or the Starks. The house symbol for the Lancasters is the white rose, and the house symbols for the Yorks is the red rose. So there you go, War of the Roses. It's like it was bound to happen. Yeah, I know. I know. It's like such a good name, too. Right? I like that. Five roses better. So Edward III dies in 1377. Okay. His first in-line son, Edward, or the Black Prince, has has died the year earlier. So he has three other sons, so you would think that it would pass to one of them. But Edward, the Black Prince, had a son who was alive. So the crown skips all the brothers and passes to the grandson. And how old was the son? Um, he was like, I think, tw- uh, I don't know. I think like 10 or he wasn't like a baby. I don't know how I, he, he was, was like, he was still too young to run a country. He could run the country. Okay. So he was, so King Richard the second. So Richard is King for about 20 years. And then is yeah, I actually, I thought it like, I, when I first, the first made it sound like it was like King. And then the, the cousins were like, fuck you. But I think it was about 20 years. And then his cousin, Henry the fourth, which is, a, who is a Lancaster is like, fuck that takes the throne. Henry the fourth is King for about 15 years. Then his son, Henry the fifth becomes King. Which we learned about with me. Yes. Yes. Henry the fifth or Henry the sixth. We learned about Henry the fifth. Okay. With me. Okay. So he's King. For like seven years. And then in 1422, Henry V dies and his son, Henry VI, who's a baby, becomes the king. Remember that he was knighted also, he was also crowned as the king of France at the same time. And he was a baby. Yeah. 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 And we said that it would be funny if like you were the queen and Evie was the queen. (laughs) Okay. So he's a baby and he's king and he is an advisor, Richard, Duke of York. So... Richard is the son of Anne, who is Lionel's great-granddaughter, and... Okay, hold on. He's the son of Anne, which is Lionel. Great-granddaughter? That, yeah, yep, like he's great-granddaughter. So Lionel, the fourth son of Edward III. Yeah. Well, yeah. He he's the last... The oh, the, he, I just told him last. He was the second. Yeah, okay, the so third second, and fourth ones. So the ones one of the sons. Oh, okay, so, like, so he's the second son of... Richard the third, or sorry, Edward the third. And this, so that's his great, great, great. Yeah. I think it's great granddaughter. I don't know. He's a descendant of him. And then his father is a descendant of one of the Yorks. So basically, oh, so he's like, claim. yeah, but okay. so he's um like, I don't know. Is that like first cousins thrice removed or like eight cousins? I don't know how cousins work. But they're somehow cousins, like mm-hmm. like four or five generate three or four generations back, they they were like brothers, and then now they're mother, father, father, Mary. Okay, so Richard of York, so he is Ned Stark in Game of Thrones. Okay, yeah. So yeah, this is like this is like three or four generations after Edward the Third dies. Mm-hmm. So Richard Duke of York, aka Ned Stark, is the advisor to Henry the Sixth, the Baby King. Okay. Henry gets a little older, and he is married off to Margaret Anjou of France, who I really want to do an episode on her. And she's Cersei in the book. 
she kind of goes down in history as this evil bitch queen. But, like, we also know how history goes. So I really want to do more. Do you know who her parents were? Uh, no. I just remember um, Marie d'Anjou was married to King Charles VII, who we were talking to. Do you want me to so I was just, I, I kind of want to because it's just, like, I want to see if, like, those were her parents, you know? Yeah, look it up real quick. I get so okay. confused. Yeah, let me look it up really quick. Margaret of, she was the queen. Hold on. She was of Rene, king of Naples, and Isabella, duchess of Lorraine, who Agnes was the maid of honor in. Oh, okay. Yeah, they all connect. This is like right after Agnes. Okay. So Margaret of Anjou gets married to Henry VI. She's 15. He's 23. Um, Okay. Yeah. Really want to do an episode on her at some point. So, I'm I'm not really going to get too much into her life story because this episode would be, like, 20 hours long. Okay. So, Margaret marries Henry, but she classes with, clashes with Richard of York, who's, like, okay. Henry's, like, he's his BFF. He's, like, his most loyal advisor. He's his, also his, like, was the Lord Protector. And England already really doesn't trust France. And, Why? <laughs> you know, 100 years wars and all, and... They just like hate each other. So Henry at some point has a diva moment of exhaustion and the Duke of York is appointed Lord Protector. And he and Margaret don't really get along because she's like appointing her own advisors and trying to protect the throne for her young son, Joffrey. That's not his actual name, but he's like What's an asshole. Name? I think it's Edward, but he's like a dick. <laughs> I just thought of that. It's like, okay, so they're going to even be named like Richard, Henry or Edward. Like that's yeah. all you can choose. That's pretty much it. That's, yeah. So she doesn't like the Duke of York because she thinks he's coming for the throne. So Margaret basically, like, somehow is like Richard sends him to Ireland. Is like, go to Ireland. I, I don't know. Like, kicks him out. Wait, wait. She sends Richard of York to Ireland? Yes. She's okay. like, go to Ireland. And, like, kicks him, kicks him out. He goes to Ireland. He comes back with an army, but he doesn't want to oust Henry. So he makes a deal that his kids will be the kings. And like in the future, which is like what kind of what happened. Like his his kids will be crowned kings instead of Henry's. What is up with freaking men and their legacies? I don't know. I freaking care less about my legacy. (laughs) Right? I think our legacy is Salem. I I care about like what happens to my kids, but like like it's not gonna happen in my lifetime, but I want my kids will be king or queen and it will be my like I just could care freaking less about legacies. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, I know. Me too. Well, that's because we're like women with brains. Okay. (laughs) So he makes a deal that that his kids are gonna be king. So Margaret and her mean son go into exile. But then Richard of York, her allies, cut his head off and stick it on a pike. In a As bag. one does. As one does, yes. So then his son, Edward IV, becomes king, a.k.a. Rob Stark. Okay. Are you with me? Yeah, no, I actually okay. am. Okay. So again, really oversimplified version. A lot of other shit happened, but this is like, it, they're so complicated. This is just... This is just what happened in the simplest forms. Okay. So the year is 1461. Edward IV becomes king, and he is supposed to marry someone from France, either the daughter or sister-in-law of the king. But plot twist. Edward 
has fallen in love with Elizabeth Woodville, who was like kind of random. Her family weren't nobles. They were gentry, which are basically like well-born people that are just under nobles. But they were also Lancaster supporters, and Edward was the York Prince. So if you remember Game of Thrones, Rob was supposed to marry someone else, and he married the random girl for love, yeah. and then everyone was pissed, and then the Red Wedding happened. Yeah. I won't spoil it for you, but if you haven't been spoiled with the, for the Red Wedding yet, like, how have you gone this long? <laughs> Without spoilers, you're doing amazing. Oh, also, okay. also, don't feel bad. I just watched, started watching Game of Thrones the last oh, year. I'm not shaming you. I haven't even watched it. No, no, no. I was letting, I was letting, yeah. like, listen no, to you. I shamed you for not watching it, but yeah, but you're allowed to. You're my friend. Yeah. <laughs> We're not shaming you. Okay. So she, so Elizabeth Woodville, well, I also want to do an episode on her. She was also a widow with two sons. Um, and her husband, her husband was killed in, in a 1461 battle fighting for the throne for the Lancasters, which is ironic because she ended up marrying the York King. Yeah. Uh, ironic. Yeah. So Edward IV and Elizabeth Woodville married in secret 1464. It's like they don't really know the actual date, but it's like generally assumed it's like 1464. It was at her parents' house, like just her mom was there. They eloped, basically. And let me just guess, because it's a secret wedding back in the day. It did not go well. Well, it wasn't the red wedding. (laughs) As I've learned from like a lot of studying and also... From one of my new favorite podcast, Vulgar History, secret weddings always seem to end in Missouri. <laughs> yeah. Well, they didn't end happy in Missouri. <laughs> they ended in Missouri. Misery. <laughs> they went to the Ozarks, got married. <laughs> At least intentionally misunderstanding me. <laughs> <laughs> they became drug lords for a bit. They came back to England. Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. That didn't happen. Okay. <laughs> so... He married her in secret, which, like, pissed everyone off because he was supposed to be promised to someone else. So Edward's cousins, the Earl of Warwick, was super influential and known as the kingmaker. So, like, not really a guy you want to piss off. Gets really pissed off. And he's like, fuck you, Edward. So he switches to the Lancaster side, sides with Edward's younger brother, George, briefly restores Henry VI as king. And then sends Edward into exile in Flanders. Meanwhile, Flanders is like Belgium-ish. Meanwhile, I had to look it up. Elizabeth Woodville, who is very pregnant, seeks sanctuary in Westminster Abbey and gives birth to Edward V, the son of Edward IV. (laughs) Okay, so Edward IV is over in Belgium being in exile, and he's over there like gathering supporters. So in 1471, which is the next year, I think was just like a couple of months after this all happened, he invades England and he takes back the throne. And his brother George or his brother George dies in battle. Henry VI dies in the Tower of Lond- London. And Edward reigns pretty peacefully until 1483. So for like the next thir- 12 years. Okay. During that time, he and Elizabeth have 10 children. And he was not faithful to her. And that's where we get to Jane. <laughs> okay, so we're not done with the War of the Roses. We're just in the mid- kind of, we're like, they happened. We're in like the peaceful spot right now. The eye of the storm. We're in the eye of the storm. Okay. So I'm going to stop talking about the War of the Roses. And it doesn't really pick up until Edward dies. 
So we're going to talk about Jane. Okay. Jane is born in London in 1445. And her, her name, oh, I didn't put this together. Her name is Elizabeth Lambert. So he is the same name as his wife. Well, not Lambert, but he didn't have to like worry about yelling out the wrong name. <laughs> it's in, like the middle of his passions. Yeah. yeah it's like all of his mistresses were Elizabeth. <laughs> Elizabeth? Bring me every hot Elizabeth in the kingdom. Instead <laughs> of the messenger fox. Okay. <laughs> her name, so yeah, her name is actually, or like most likely Elizabeth, but she's called Jane. And I read that. It's like several reasons. Some people are like, yeah, no one really knew her name or they forgot what her name was, but she kind of like kind of went out of history for a while. I'm going to blame it on the patriarchy. That's always the patriarchy's fault. Oh, so isn't it like, isn't it kind of like where she disappeared and she was kind of like her, she was known, but like unnamed. Kind of. And then they kind of like created like a name for her. her. They were like her names. Well, this one dude wrote about her. Like at the end, he's like was so fascinated. And there was like plays written about her, but she was always called Jane. Yeah. In the plays. So I don't know. Jane Elizabeth. We'll call her um, Jane for easy, but you know. Easy. Yeah. Because it's going to get confusing if everyone's name's the same. So they weren't naming their children like Fern or Moonshine. <laughs> Nobody's naming their kid Moonshine. I assure you. <laughs> I will be naming my firstborn child Moonshine. Okay. I won't, I won't be. <laughs> okay. So not really much is known about Jane's early life until the king shines his radiant sunshine on her. That's where we're Is that what we're gonna say now? I love it. TM Carmia. Um but her golden shower. I'm so sorry. Like whenever I said that, I was like dying so just me think of a golden shower. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that happened too. Maybe I don't know. We don't know what they're into. We're not. That's called the king's them. blessing. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> the king's blessing. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So I lost my spots. <laughs> okay. We don't know anything about Jane's early life, but her parents were merchants. And it's believed that she got really smart from <laughs> from <laughs> from um, like the knowledge about the royalty nobility from the noble ladies who came to her father's store. Oh, I'm sure. It's yeah, probably a great way to gather like information and to like really like know everybody because like she would know what they bought. I just imagined it being like a really small like metropolitan market, you know, just like. Right? Oh, she's buying mercury. It must be because she has heartworms or something. You know, I don't think it's heartworms. It's like gut worms. There was like that's why that's why they suggested that Agnes took mercury is because it like some intestinal worms. Oh, and they found out that I think it was Diane de Porte, that same guy, found out that she drank gold for yeah. like a beauty, and he was like, What the fuck? Don't do that. <laughs> Just well, put, I mean, I could see the logic. I want my skin to shine, and what is like one of the shiniest, most expensive substances? Gold. Like I could see her logic. Uh, yeah, I guess if you didn't know that, that would kill you. I mean, people yeah. drink Goldschlager. I mean, that's not, but that's not like straight gold. I know. Okay, it's still something with gold flecks in it, and I think it's gross. That's, but it's like it's not like hot molten gold. No, it's not. But I doubt she drank hot molten gold. <laughs> she didn't. 
it, yes, that's what happens. Okay, so Jane, uh, she's really smart. They, a lot of people said like her beauty. I think she was be- pretty like beautiful, but that her beautiful her beauty came from her intelligence and her kind heart and her personality. Which, Cute. yeah, so it's like a nicer way of instead of being like she was so plain. Right. She's a beautiful, sparkling peach. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she was married off to William Shore, who was like 14 or 15 years older than her. In se- 1476, she was 31. But she petitioned for annulment on the grounds that her husband was impotent. And three bishops... <laughs> are you laughing? <laughs> three bishops had to preside over the hearing. And they were like, yeah, that's cool. Sounds legit. I just can't imagine. Like, just like <laughs> love ancient stories of divorce when the woman just kill it (laughs) ancient story sorry there wasn't divorces there was annulments she was like but it's like that's like one of the very few things a woman could like claim and it's just when you think about it today like a woman going to divorce court and being like my husband is impotent (laughs) (laughs) and they go yeah no i know (laughs) but i just say imagine the bishops like over there, like, oh, you're right. That is a good. Uh, I don't know what that was. They were like, oh yeah, that's that was cool. All right, my British accent's obviously terrible. I'm really sorry, we'll Brittany. We'll work on it. I'm, I'm I so sorry. This time next year, we will be able to like just just speak fluently in all different dialects. We'll, we'll go to England. So if you live in England, invite us to your house once COVID's over. Okay, please. So the same year. Jane met Edward the same year she had the like annulment divorce and they fell madly in love and she became his mistress. How did they meet? Do you know? I don't. There's like no information. I don't know. It's just like that to me is like, how does a king meet someone who's not a noble or not royalty? You know what I mean? It's just like, I want to know. Maybe he like went into her father's store to buy some fancy cheese. He saw her apple dumpling shop. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's like, oh. He saw her apple dumpling shop in the apple dumpling shop. (laughs) Her dad's dad's store was actually a front for like a stripper place. It was called Apple Dumpling Shop. And there was like like a back door. (laughs) If if you don't know, uh, last week we found out that apple dumpling shop was like antiquated slang for like breasts. My apple dumpling shop brings all the boys to the yard. Uh And they're like... It's, it's better, better than ours. <laughs> I don't even know. Okay, let's keep going. <laughs> okay. All right. So that, this is ours. All right. The same year, Jane met Edward, and they fell madly in love, and she became his mistress. Well, he did have a ton of other mistresses. He was pretty much completely devoted to Jane, and she became, I mean, I don't know, completely, because he was having other mistresses. She but- was the only one that could make him laugh. Yeah. Well, no, she's like, I really like her. It just her. sounds like it. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. No, it's just like, it's like one of those, like, partnerships. She, like, she became a big part of his life. She was, like, his main, like, his main mistress. hmm So, um, I don't know if she was, like, officially the royal mistress, but I think she was, but I didn't really see much but that, of that. That wasn't, that wasn't, like, a really big English thing until later. It was mostly still, like, a French thing to have, like, an yeah. official title. Yeah. I was, like, never saw she was, like, official. So, oh, she... Unlike many other people at court at the time, and I say people because we know that it wasn't just women grabbing for power, she wasn't using her status for personal gain. And said she used it for good. She would bring people to the king to be pardoned, who were like out of his favor. 
And she was like, any, she, he didn't give her like a lot of gifts. She was like, really like making sure that other people were getting the benefits of her, like, pa- not power, but her, I guess. her also, her, her yeah. closeness to the king. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I know. And so, you know, she, a lot of people, again, said that like her beauty was really like inner beauty. And she was just, I think, really admired for being like a good soul. Mm-hmm. I like most people. And, yeah, she didn't get a lot of gifts of his other mistresses, and it kind of sounds like they had a pretty solid partnership. That's awesome. I think, yeah, I think that she she was like his like right hand man. <coughs> um, she me. remained lady. <laughs> she remained his mistress until his death in 1483, which was most likely because of pneumonia. You, so, how many years were they together? Uh, fourteen seventy six. To 83, so nine. Okay. Yeah, she was like 40 when he died. And he was some age. Do you ever kind of get like a little bit surprised at like, I'm sorry, like this is this is just probably incredibly naive of me. And also like I'm kind of going through my own thing like because I'm turning 30 this year. Um, do you ever get surprised about how the king kings that we've been studying and stuff, they were taking mistresses that were in like their late 30s? Are you turning 30 this year? You haven't talked about it on this podcast yet. Not once. <laughs> but like, haven't you like heard that? And weren't you surprised? Because I like yeah. literally thought that like women were considered undesirable by like a later ages. But like when I find like these women have like these lasting relationships as mistresses with their kings, princes, dauphines, whatever. And they're they lasted for years, and it's until they were like, you know, older. And it's just, like, really cool to hear about. No, it is really cool. And, like, especially because, like, the marrying age was, like, 12. So. It wasn't, it wasn't actually. They, like, so I've actually, like, done a lot of, like, research into, like, typical marrying ages. It was pretty unusual to get married before the ages of 18 unless you were royalty. Oh, really? I heard on, mm-hmm. like, a point. 18 to 21. Like, so, like, 12 was, like, the minimum age. For probably, like, but when you get into, like, the late... Um, middle ages going into what is it like renaissance and then yeah it it definitely changes so it wasn't like people were getting married off super young because I thought that too I was like dude you're 12 you die by 30 whatever you know I went into this thinking yeah I'm I'm always surprised because my jaw is like cracking I'm always surprised when I see people living to like 80 it's really weird Mm -hmm. okay so Edward dies of pneumococcal pneumonia. It's not. I just, I think pneumococcal is a cool word. Okay. <laughs> just dies of some sort of pneumonia. It could have been pneumococcal. Who knows? So Edward's out. And this is where we get back into the War of the Roses. So Edward IV's 12-year-old son, Edward V, is set to take the throne. After Edward's IV's son, his younger brother, Richard III, a.k.a. Stannis, is declared Lord Protector. I know say this is a dick and decides that no i don't want to be lord protector i want to be king y'all so he decrees that edward v and his brother edward's brother richard duke of york and is this not confusing everyone has the same fucking name yep are illegitimate because their father's marriage happened in secret so yes you were right about the secret marriage being bad so and and because he was supposed to be married to like these other people yeah so which is obviously stupid. They were legally married, but whatever. Stannis is a dick. Oh, and so I was like, so is this guy. What guy? Okay, so is this guy Rich, uh, Richard the Third. Okay. 
Richard III is an asshole. Okay, with me? Cool. <laughs> Richard III, <clears throat> okay, quickly. Richard III is not Richard of York. No. So Richard, there, there's like 20 Richard of York. So Richard Duke of York previously was, was the protector. Was Edward, father, Edward IV's father. Yep. He died, he, head on pike. Yep. Edward reigns. Now Edward's son, the other Richard of York, he's has he has two sons and a bunch of daughters, but he's got Richard Duke of York, who's son, and Edward the Fifth, who's son. Okay. And Richard the Third is Edward the Fourth's brother. So Richard got it. No, III, I got it. Yep, I got okay. it. Okay, I was like, we can call him Stannis if we want to. <laughs> okay, so Richard the Third Stannis declares that Edward's two sons are are illegitimate. Parliament confirms this in 1484 with an act called the Titulus Regius. I don't know. Oh wait, we're not French. We're we're English. Latin. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I was like, I was trying to say it like a French accent. Okay, <laughs> so Richard the Third puts the boys in the Tower of London. Just throws them in there. And they're now known as the princes in the tower. And remember Bran and Rickon from Game of Thrones? Like, that's what I think. Yeah. And they were never heard from again. What? Yeah, seriously. No one knows what happened to them. They just started being seen less and less until eventually they disappeared. And everyone basically thinks that Richard III murdered them, but there's, like, no evidence. And there are some... friends, the guy who solved a bunch of old murders, solved this one. Like, 100 or 200 years later, they found the body, like, two children's bodies in the wall. And everyone was like, oh, it's them. But there's, like, no proof that it was them. I mean, people were, like, dying in the Tower of London constantly. sad. There were babies. Yeah. Well, they, yeah. I mean, they were, like, 12 and 10. But, yeah, still. There, was, there were little kids. Yeah. Babies. Well, and, too, I think he put, like, the kings from what, what I believe, like, from what I was reading briefly the kings would go to the tower of london before their coronation so mm-hmm. he would like like okay go you're gonna wait there for your coronation and then instead of like being coronated he just like kept them there and, like, mm-hmm. them. Yeah. yeah monster is it bad that i just like really want to go to the tower of london though i want to go so bad so haunted i bet it's so haunted mm-hmm. i want to go <laughs> so they're either murdered or they went up north to go fight a three-eyed raven either one is possible <laughs> <laughs> so at the time Jane is supposedly become the lover of both. Okay, this is where it gets confusing. So stay with me. So, lover of Thomas Gray, who oh. was Elizabeth Woodville's son from her first marriage, mm-hmm. and she's also the lover of William Hastings, who is a loyal follower of the House of York, a super rich guy, a really big supporter of Edward the Fourth, and wait, oh, and Hastings' stepdaughter. Was married to Thomas Gray. Oh, wow. So it's very, and yeah, who, and Thomas Gray was the son of Jane's deceased lover's wife, right? Thomas Gray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that yeah. is real complicated. Big, weird love, yeah. like, not triangle, trapezoid, love trapezoid. So, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I love that so much. I know. So, um, love rhombus. So, right? Thomas. Uh, Lord Hastings apparently, like, hated each other, which makes sense, because they were, like, screwing the same girl. Lady. Woman. Sorry, I'm still <laughs> on bus. Okay, go ahead. I feel like I've heard that somewhere. I have okay. heard. I have heard it somewhere. I don't know. It's um, real irregular. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Jane brought an alliance between the Hastings and the Woodvilles because that's what she does. She like brings people together. Mm-hmm. And Richard III, because he's a douchebag and had stolen the throne from all of these people's like best friend, was freaking out that they were plotting against him, which they probably were, but like who can blame them? Because right. He locked, well, and he locked up Elizabeth's kids and most likely murdered them. I'd be plotting against his ass, too. Yeah. So, Real hard. Heard, so Thomas the Gray's brothers have been killed. No, stepbrothers. Stepbrothers. But yeah, brother. Yeah. 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 But yes, 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 stepbrothers. Like, he was a lot older than them. He was front, He was one of her two kids from her previous her yes. yes. Good job. You're staying with me. Okay. <laughs> so Richard. So Richard finds this out. He's like, what the fuck? He takes Hastings out in the courtyard and just murders him. Like, yeah. And then he accuses Jane of witchcraft, but it didn't stick because there was no evidence. And she's awesome. Yeah. So he accused her of harlotry. Harlotry. (laughs) And the punishment for harlotry was walking through the streets barefoot, dressed in a kirtle. Okay, hold on. I have to add one more. Okay, hold on. Is this true that, like, harlotry was on the books? Yeah, I believe so. That's what, that's what, that's what, like, what I read. I believe. Because, like, like, when you look, like, the harlot was a word back then. Like, I know, but, like, just be, I just, like, I have never come, I can't wait to look this up after we're done. Like, what other people have been, like, persecuted or punished for harlotry? I think it was just honestly not necessarily, like, being a sex worker, it was just like, yeah, like, like someone like a mistress, yeah, being a harlot, a woman that was like a sore thumb, yeah, yeah, <laughs> thumb. Um, so the punishment for harlotry was walking through the streets barefoot, dressed in a kirtle with a taper. A kirtle is like a slip, and a taper is most likely a bell. But when I googled it, all I saw were like the taper haircuts. <laughs> I just saw a bunch of those. Like, you know, the fade haircuts. Yeah. No, I'm like, just saw a bunch. I think it's a bell. I tried find it, try to find it. Hold on, I tried hold on. to Google it. Oh, my jaw is cracking. It's Is it girdle or curdle? Curdle. No, that's like a slip. I'm trying to find a taper. A taper is a bell. How do you spell, how, how do you spell curdle? No, I know what a curdle is. No, no, I know, I know. But how do you spell it? K-I-R-T-L-E. I was just seeing if I search it together. So, custom taper sleeves, girdle, it's a smock. You're right. It's really yeah. hard to find out what a taper is. I was just seeing I if I could, I could, like, you know how sometimes it just comes. I don't know. Yeah, I thought it was, like. But, like, but like the, I wonder if this is where it comes up. A kirtle has tapered sleeves. It says oh, it in every description. Maybe. Maybe so I'm just I don't wondering because, like, yeah, everything says okay, cut well, them I, underdress, tapered sleeves, blah blah blah, tapered sleeves. A kirtle, oh, like a kirtle with a taper. So, like a kirtle with taper with a tapered sleeve. Yeah, that's like a kirtle with a taper. I would think. I would think it's or they or they shaved her haircut into that fade haircut. I don't know. I think it's tapered sleeves. Emily thinks it's a haircut. Let's keep going. I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay. So if you watch, please feel free to, please feel free to tell us. Oh my gosh. I love, I love, love, love learning about historical dress. Tell us. Yeah. What is historical haircuts? Okay. So if you've watched Game of Thrones, (laughs) 
<laughs> you remember the scene in season five where Cersei's walking through the streets and everyone is chanting, shame, shame, shame. <laughs> it was hard to watch. I know. So George R.R. got it from Jane. Um, he actually has like come out and said that it's specifically based on her because he stole his whole thing. It's really nice to know that he didn't like make like this really disturbing, traumatic thing up in his own mind. Yeah, the I mean, people, I mean, people actually performed it. Yeah, but it's like it's like it's good to know. Like he didn't just like come up with this like horrible. He made some stuff up, but I mean, maybe like. Maybe some of the stuff but she like, was it, he would, he, the fact that she was naked was a very well, was, marked difference I, between Cersei and Jane Shore's punishment. Well, I was just thinking about like the red wedding, how disturbing that was. I'm like, oh, I, we won't get into it. Okay, yeah. that didn't happen here, but I wonder if that like I really hope that didn't happen in the well, maybe I don't know. It's like all sorts of fucked up in the medieval times. Okay, I mean, not or, you know, things are still fucked up. So, okay, shame, shame, shame. Um, so according to writers at this time, Jane did this punishment so well that the crowd was like really impressed with her and moved with how well she carried herself. So it actually like kind of made her famous and it wasn't, I mean, it was a punishment, but like she just, she didn't take it as such. She just like did it so well that they were like, Oh, her beauty. She's amazing. She's beauty and she's grace. She's Miss United States. No. Okay. <laughs> so after this, Richard sent her to Ludgate prison. And there, Thomas Lim, the king's solicitor, aka he was like the DA for the king, fell <laughs> fell in love with her and asked her to marry him. And he begged King Richard for a pardon. And Richard was like, are you sure? And Thomas was like, yeah, bro. So he granted it. And they got married and had a daughter and basically lived happily, happily ever after until Jane died in 1527 at age 82. That is actually like she had a really cool life. I know. Okay. I loved kings. I love dukes. I love this. I love that. Like, is this really cool? Like, can you imagine the story she told her daughter? I know. Her daughter's like, Mom, is this story like, real? Like, um, Mom, what can you tell of me about King Edward? And she's going to be like, Caribbean, uh. <laughs> as you can see, it was making a curve shape with her finger. <laughs> Hinting that Edward had a curved-shaped man part. Okay, I'm just, I'm just having fun. Sorry. <laughs> he could have. We don't know. If anyone knows the answer to that, oh, where's a, where's our um, guy to do the forensic to find that out? Right. Totally. Okay. So you may be wonder how many kings lean to the left or the right. Right. <laughs> or left. Okay. <laughs> so you may be wondering, but wait, Emily. How does the War of the Roses end? Yes, please. I actually am. Okay. Well, I'll tell you. So all this shit went down. Like Edward died. Richard killed people, threw people in towers, made Jane do the Cersei walk of shame. All of that happened between 1483 and 1485. And 1485, out of left field, literally left field, Henry of House Tudor, the first, of his, the first of her name, Queen of the Andals of the First Men, Protector of the Seven Kingdoms, Mother of Dragons, the Cleesey of the Great Great Sea, right. <laughs> Bringer of Chains, sailing <laughs> across the English channels to take his throne back. Just literally, like, they're all, oh, they're, Richard's out there. Oh, big. This was Henry Seventh. He yes, so not not yet Henry the Seventh because he wasn't king yet. But, but yes, he was the going king. to be Henry the Seventh. Okay, 
So Henry Tudor, 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 comes out of left field, sails across the English Sea. He has been living in exile. He was a descendant of the first Lancaster, living in exile. Everyone's kind of like pissed about Richard taking the throne. So things are already kind of divided. He gets this army and then sails from France over the sea, meets Richard III at the Battle of Bosworth Field. Richard's army vastly outnumbered Henry's, but Henry is still able to defeat him in battle. Which and, and killed him. He died. Richard III died in battle, which ended the War of the Roses and the medieval era. Like it ended at that battle. Weird. No, I didn't know that either. So then Henry Tudor married Elizabeth of York, who was Elizabeth Woodville and Edward IV's daughter. Wait, say that again. Okay. Henry the Tudor. Henry the Tudor. <laughs> He was also a tutor. He tutored Roth on the side. Okay. Henry Tudor married Elizabeth of York. So Elizabeth of York was Elizabeth Woodville and Edward IV's daughter. Okay. So the daughter of the princes in the towers. Okay. And they had some kids. You may or may not have heard of them, like Henry VIII. You yeah. know, I mean, he, pa- he, he comes to mind. He comes to mind. So I just remember one time I had this really hard history teacher at freshman year of college, and we like my friend wrote as a joke, we all got like C's in this class. My friend wrote as a joke on the test about Henry VIII. He was like, he invented divorce. He did though. He did. Our teacher was like, or at least, at least popularized it. Yeah, I know. Um, so the, okay. So Henry Tudor and Elizabeth Woodville or Elizabeth York married and that, Alliance, so it's kind of like he was a Lancaster and she was a York, so it's like um, Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. So that alliance cemented the Tudor dynasty, and also I know that um, Queen's podcast just did an episode on Elizabeth of York. If you want to know more about her, because cool. I really want to go listen, I really want to know more about her. But yeah, so that's the War of the Roses and Jane Shore. That's like really cool to know how that wrapped up. I know. And that, so that was and so question. I don't know if you know this, but so Henry the Seventh, did he say this is the beginning of the Tudor line? I don't know if he said the beginning, but his last name was like he was Henry Tudor. But so he was the I, first of his kind. Yeah, well, right? he was the first he was like Tudor, a, like yeah, on the throne. Yeah, he was a Lancaster, like an H. He was a descendant of the first Lancaster, but he was a Tudor. So I guess I don't know how that like really works out. Because, like, I know, like, there was, like, the Plantagenet Lancaster, and then it went to Tudors. And so I'm just, like, was, like, was he the first Tudor? He was the first Tudor. That's cool. So that's, like, there, Elizabeth of York and Henry getting married was, like, what started the Tudor. Like, right, and that's, and also ended the medieval era, which is crazy. I didn't know that. Also, I, like, think we should have a whole Tudor month because the Tudors are so fascinating, but. Yeah, except we are taking a stance, and we will not talk about Henry VIII on this podcast. No, I know, because it's, well, we want to, but he sucks, and he's really, everyone's really overdone. Dude, I read, like, an intense biography about him when I was, like, 12, like, I'm talking, like, it was, like, an 800-page volume, and I, like, didn't participate in Christmas that year because I was reading about Henry VIII. <laughs> <laughs> so he stole my 12th Christmas from me. Okay. <laughs> we're, not, we're not giving him any more Christmases. Yeah, well, yeah. We we love... But we love everything. Like, we love the women around him. He's a... Well, everyone, I don't think... He fascinates me, but he's a jerk. And then also... um. 
Jonathan Rice Myers was another guy who played him. He's like hot AF, but King Henry VIII was a huge dick. All I can um, re- all, you know what's my most lasting impression of him is like by the time he gets to his fifth or sixth wife, I just literally think of the wound on his leg that never healed. I don't think I knew about that. Like it was seeping. God. Like it was like just like a horrible gout. Like I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor, but I think it was gout. But like he had this wound that never stopped seeping, so it constantly had to be redressed. Oh God! Can you imagine trying to like get busy with someone and their wound is seeping on you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can. No, I'm just like like oh. gross. Yeah, like I agree with you. That's disgusting. Like, I was like, I hope you've never had that happen. So, was it Catherine Parr was a saint? That was his last one. I don't know. I got so confused. After after Anne Bullen, I stopped count. <laughs> that was like the second one. Okay, so real quick, my sources. Um, the video I watched that was actually the most helpful for this because there really wasn't much, like I said, on Jane Shore. Um, but the video I watched is The Wars That Inspired Game of Thrones by Alex Gendler on TED Ed. And TED Ed, actually, like, it's like TED Talks Education. There's a whole channel on YouTube, and they have, like, really cool videos. And you can learn, like, anything on it. And it's it's really good. The video is really interesting. If, like, if you are like me and need visual, this video is, like, six minutes long, and it really explains it really well. Um, and then I also just used uh, Wikipedia and ancientorigins.net for my information about Jane Shore. That's awesome. That was really interesting. Thanks for giving us a cute little history lesson. I mean, public, I we all know that our personal, like, I love public schooling, but our personal public schooling failed us in many ways. Do you remember, I was asking about this, do you remember when we had to like learn to get, like memorize the Gettysburg Address at like, second grade and then do you remember third grade we had the right cursive the whole year right and you also remember how we spent like literally every year in history we spent like seven months on the first like century of american history and then we always spent like one week on the 60s one week on the 70s one week on the 80s do you remember that yeah i was like oh civil rights yeah we're gonna take like maybe a day to explain it Remember, we had to like draw, do those like pilgrim boot buckles and Paul Revere. I don't freaking care. And those guys with, I still think that tea party is the dumbest thing ever. They thought they were, they were like, we're, <laughs> we're going to dump some tea in the ocean. I'm sorry. I know it's symbolic, but it's stupid. All I think now is like, I would really like that loose leaf tea, please. And thank you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> be really good tea. What are you guys doing? I'm just kidding. The King George was a tyrant. We all know. Blah, blah, blah. Know, but loose tea is delicious. We're not saying King George wasn't a tyrant. But don't waste resources. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, do you want to do That was really harlot? cool. Thank you. Yes, happy we can harlot. do our happy harlots. You go first because I really am struggling to find one right now. I'm happy to find one, too. Maybe we don't have to do them. Um... <laughs> Oh, I know. I know one. Um, I got the sample of our new sweatshirts in the mail and I'm wearing it right now. And they're really cute. That is really, it is super cute. It's super cute. Um, I guess, I guess, um, okay. I'm, I felt so guilty, but I thoroughly enjoyed Bridgerton. Then to wash that, like extremely, 
I hate to use this word, but like really girly drama. It was really good. But you know what I mean? Just like this very like this very Taylor drama. I started watching Warrior on HBO and I just want to tell everyone to watch it. It's I'm going to turn people off already by my description of it, but give it a chance. I would it watch is, it if I could get on to HBO. I know. <laughs> I don't know. How to, right. Um, so it is a Kung Fu spaghetti Western. So think of like a really awesome Western set in San Francisco at the turn of the century. I want some spaghetti. Right? With karate, lots of drama, secret female assassins, plus it's based on real history. A blick, and it includes like the Exclusion Act and like the racism against the Chinese and like all the tongs. And it's so well done. It's based on the writings of Bruce Lee. I'm obsessed. I wonder if I can make spaghetti without waking Matt up. I don't think so. Okay, we got we lost we lost Emily at the spaghetti part of Western. I just love spaghetti. So much warrior on uh HBO. It's got a really amazing cast. I, I'm I'm in love with it. That sounds really good. It is oh, so good. The outfits are amazing. Before we go, the elves, the outfits. Okay, it's another word I say wrong, okay? The outfit. <laughs> You said it great. Outfits. Outfits. I do say outfits. I do. Oh, my God. (laughs) Outfits. It's really cute. No, it's like there's a word that, what does Matt say? Something really weird. I always have to, I can't remember what it was, but he says his A's wrong. (laughs) They're not wrong. But like, I don't, I don't, I don't know how he's, I'm like blanking. This is like not a good story. But every time he, he says his A's like, eh, instead of ah. So every time he says a word, that's like, he sounds like an, okay. Oh, can I have that apple over there? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, <laughs> but sometimes there'll be words that like sound similar. He'll be like, "Yeah, like apple or yeah. apple." <laughs> He's yeah. like, "Have the apple." <laughs> sometimes you're like, "What?" It's okay. I mean, I have a Filipino husband who's like all the time. Sometimes still, like Richard's English is like like perfect, but it's so cute to hear him sometimes pluralize things that he shouldn't pluralize. <laughs> like, like what? Oh, like. I saw a bunch of deers the other day. There's just a lot of deers or like, he'll just like, you know, instead of like, you know, can I have some, like, he'll just say like French's fries, like stuff like that. It's like really <laughs> cute. So, and I'll just be like, Oh, he's like, did I pluralize something again? I was like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, Matt, like he doesn't have an English accent or English. <laughs> I wish he had an English accent. Um, he doesn't have accent except for what he says a's and i'm trying to think of what word he says i don't know I'll, I'll update you all um okay but really quick uh we just wanted to give a shout out to our patreon donors morgan and Kristen. thank you so much it means so much to us i can't believe you us money for what we do it's amazing we love you guys we have the mix it makes our little pitter pat hearts happy so thank right? you so much um and thanks for tuning in guys and keep sending us recommendations of we stuff we love even it we, even if we don't get to it right away we like have a we keep them on the list we keep them on the list and you will get a shout out if we end up using your recommendation because honestly our recommendations like have you guys are a lot smarter than us in a lot of different ways um and we appreciate it yeah we're dumb no we're not um, we're dumb, but like you know they're yeah, we'll take them in different ways right so yeah we we love it and um we love you guys and that's it (laughs) that's all i got 
Uh, we do not know if we love the Middle Ages. To be determined. <laughs> I've I loved this episode, and you love your episode. Mm-hmm. Although I'm like having a hard time with like the 500s. Yeah, because it was the 500s. It's really boring. I don't know if I could do it. I don't think it was boring. It's just like human existence was a struggle. It's not. No, it's interesting, but it's just like I, there's not. I don't know. I find I find like middle middle evil middle middle evil. Okay. evil. Emily's coined a new phrase, everyone. Middle Evil Ages. <laughs> Middle Evil Ages. This is what happens when I'm really tired. Okay. Okay. Tuning well, in. Bye. Bye. Hi, Harlots. We just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to Harlots of History. If you like what you heard today, please go and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so we can keep bringing you more salacious, scandalous harlots. Our music is Nia Proxis, Frank Riddick by Lloyd Rogers from freemusicarchive.com. And our cover art and editing is by us. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> we love suggestions, tips, tricks, or just salacious details you think are interesting. So please reach out to us on Instagram at Harlots of History Podcast or on Twitter at History Harlots or email us at Harlots of History Podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And remember, be a harlot, not a hater. Bye. Bye.